Welcome on in, Eagles fans, to episode 61 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. I'm Joe Giglio, joined as always by Elliot Parks and Mark Eckel. They cover the Eagles for NJ Advanced Media. Uh, we're doing this podcast, a reactionary podcast, on the Friday morning after day one of NFL free agency. So naturally, Mark and Elliot were busy, and uh, all of you out there were busy checking your phones and refreshing everything all day as the Eagles made a whole bunch of moves, from releasing Connor Barwin to signing Torrey Smith to signing Chance Warmack to the big one, signing Alshon Jeffrey. We'll talk about all the moves and where they go next. Elliot, we'll start with you. Um, you know, last week when you were at the Combine, the Eagles were there and Howie spoke. It felt like Howie was kind of setting the stage for maybe we're going to be a little bit more reserved than we usually are and maybe not as aggressive. And um, that all kind of went out the window on day one of free agency because they were one of the most active teams. Yeah, I mean, before we get into the specifics of the moves and what's coming next, the two things I take from yesterday. One, Howie just literally always lies. And every time he talks, you should not take what he says seriously. Last year, he said they weren't going to draft a quarterback. They weren't going to draft a quarterback. They traded up to uh, to draft Carson Wentz. They said they weren't going to trade Sam Bradford. They traded Sam Bradford. Then at the Combine last week, as you mentioned, Joe, he's talking and he says – you know, you know, we got to we got to look for the long run. We got to look for the long run. He talked about, you know, how he's learned from the past mistakes of handing out big deals. And to some I mean, he didn't hand out a big deal yesterday. But, you know, then he goes and does that. The other thing is everyone has been saying since the season ended, the Eagles don't have enough salary cap space to sign anybody. Well, they signed the top free agent on the market. So, like, it's fun to discuss the salary cap and the Eagles are in a bit of a bind right now. But the salary cap in the NFL almost doesn't matter. They, they can do whatever they want. And, you know, so Howie lying, I'm not saying that in a negative way. When he speaks to the media, he shouldn't tell his plan. As he likes to say, he doesn't like to give the answers away to the test. But it just kind of, it's funny how, like, you know, we talk to Howie, we try to decipher what he says, and we break down the salary cap space. Yesterday kind of shows that that's almost a complete waste of time. It does. And and they went out and they were I mean, they were the most talked about team. I mean, the Browns trade they always and, are. They, they always, always are. are. Right. There were a couple <laughs> couple big things that happened on day one of free agency. But the Eagles and all they did, um, that was the biggest thing. Mark, before we get into the specifics of the three players, just your overall takeaway on the Eagles aggression uh, day one with these, these short term deals. But obviously for some big names here. Well, yeah. Well, the biggest names, Alshon Jeffrey, obviously. Torrey Smith was cut. I mean, it. I'm not excited. I mean, he wasn't even a quote-unquote free agent because he was a streak. I mean, they could have signed him last week whenever, whenever the Niners cut him, right? So that would, I don't even consider that a big deal at all. Um, yeah, I, I got to disagree with you guys about salary cap. I mean, yeah, there's ways you you can get around it, but eventually it comes back together. It's like, you know, it's like – It never, it never it's seems like, like it does come back. Yeah, it does. That's why, it's why Katie McCoy isn't on his team anymore. All right, that's Connor Barman isn't on the team anymore. It's why a couple other guys in a couple of days aren't going to be on a team anymore, because it eventually it's like a credit card. Yeah, you can go buy and you can go buy all the new TVs and charge up all the stuff you want and pay that minimum payment all the time. But guess what? Eventually, you got to pay it. Eventually, it's going to come back on you. Well, that's the interesting thing about the moves they made yesterday is. Like they're really all one-year deals. I mean, Jeffrey literally is a one-year deal. Torrey Smith is a three-year deal, but before, yeah. But before we, you know, just to get it out to the listeners, it's really of the fifteen million dollars, the three years, fifteen million, only five hundred thousand of that is guaranteed. Right. So it's essentially a, a expensive tryout for the Eagles. So I mean, he didn't really commit much to the long term. But what's interesting is he gave. I was on Jeffrey a $14 million cap hit this year. I mean, when I had talked about the Eagles able to sign people, I was thinking they would backload the deal, kind of like Mark just, you know, kind right. of alluded to. But they didn't. No, they they committed $19 million, assuming Tory Smith makes a team, which I think is a good shot, not a guarantee, but I think it's a good shot. That's $19 million they committed this year, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. Which means it's going to cost them, it already cost them Connor Barwin. It's probably going to cost them Jason Kelsey, Michael Kendricks. And Ryan who, Matthews. And who knows? Well, Ryan, I think he was gone anyway. But He yeah. was, but – well, I don't think Jason Kelsey – I mean, I don't, well, we can get into that later on the specifics of the guys. Somebody has to go. So sure yeah. they do because the Eagles are over the cap now. We'll get into that. Like what's next after – let's go through the three players that, that arrived and, and they're going to speak. Um, after we're do, done recording this, you guys are going to talk to these guys as, as they arrive and become Philadelphia Eagles. But let, let's start with the big one. We can work our way backwards. We don't have to go in chronological order from, from what happened the day one of free agency. Let's start with Alshon Jeffrey. That's the one 
that everyone is, is clearly the most excited about. This is a guy that a few years ago looked like he was going to be a perennial top 10 wide receiver, had an injury plagued year, then had the suspension with the PEDs last year, uh, 52 catches, 821 yards last year. Obviously, he's had bigger years in the past, 27 years old. Elliot, on him, how did how do you think this happened? Like, wh- and not just the, the fact that he accepted this deal, but like this was a two-way street. One, the Eagles had to be willing to give a big cap number for one year. But how did like, – if you asked me two weeks ago, would you know Alshon Jeffrey accept a one-year deal, I would have said no way, not with all the money out there in free agency. Right. How do you think they pulled this off? Well, all right, so we're recording this on a Friday. But Thursday night, Howie talked to the Eagles' website, and he basically said – and again, I just said he lies. We shouldn't listen to what he says. But this is what he said. He said basically this all came together in the past 24 hours. And he alluded to the fact that they had something else going on that they were going to do. And then this kind of came along and they did that. So if you take that at face value, it sounds as if reading – just reading into that in the tea leaves, I don't think Alshon Jeffrey liked the offers that were out there for him. I think his average per year was probably a lot lower than he thought. And so he said to himself, I'll make $14 million this year. And then, I mean, I do think, you know, part of the reason for him taking this is he is confident, at least a little bit, in Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. I mean, you don't make a one-year deal if you don't think you're going to do well. So I think his train of thought on this was, you know, I'll go into next season. I'll have a better quarterback than I had in Chicago, a better team overall than I had in Chicago. And I'll, you know, I'll put up big numbers and then next offseason when the salary cap goes up another $10 million and he, he'll really have the Eagles you know, right where he wants them. Because if he has a Pro Bowl year or anything close to it, there's no way they're letting him walk. So then he'll get a huge deal next offseason. That's his thought process. The Eagles' thought process is basically – yes, you mentioned it, Joe. Alshon Jeffrey at his peak was maybe a top 10 receiver. But he's hurt all the time. He's missed 17 games in in five years. He has the PED suspension, which means if he gets another one, he misses 10 games. So, And I'm not sure Alshon Jeffrey is like elite at anything. So I think he's a very, very, very good player. But like I'm not so sure. I mean I was debating this yesterday with some people. Is he a top 20 receiver when you take into account the injuries and PEDs? Like I'm not sure. So the Eagles get him for one year to kind of test it out. And then if he kind of lives up to his potential, they'll pay him next offseason. So I think that was probably the thought process behind the one-year deal from both sides. Mark, when you look at this and the Jeffrey deal, like when, when you look at his fit here and, and what he could be, do you still look at him as one of those top 10 to 15 to 20 wide receivers, or do you think he's fallen out of that now? Well, I don't I, – again, I, I feel very strongly about PEDs. I think to me that's the worst thing a player does. Uh, I don't care about a, a lot of. I mean, I shouldn't say I don't care, but like the all like the guy smokes because weed. it's cheating. Because it's yes, cheating. it's giving a guy smokes weed. It doesn't make him a better player. It means right. he doesn't smoke weed. I mean, and, I, and that's not right. I'm not condoning the, the you know smoke. Although it's it's legal in half the states now, but um, that doesn't bother me because it does. You know, and even if a guy you know, and, and again, I'm not condoning guys getting in trouble. Nigel Bradham having a gun at the airport doesn't make him a better linebacker. Is he make you know it's a stupid thing he did and he got in trouble and it, you know whatever they're they're all bit, but when you take PEDs, how why did first of all why did you take them? Did you take them because you need to take them to play better? Because if that's the case, maybe you're not that good if you don't take them. I mean, I mean, I always go back to baseball with the guys that hit all the home runs when they were you know guys would hit eight home runs they take and they took steroids and they hit forty home runs so. Uh, that bothers me more than anything. So I don't know how good he is. Was he and was he always taking them? And he just finally got got caught. We don't know. That's all questions we will never have answers to. So when and if you go back to 2014, Alshon Jeffrey was a heck of a receiver. I mean, one of the, yeah, one of the best. 15, he got hurt. 16, he got suspended. Right, he's the Eagles' best receiver. I'll say that. He, he's yeah. probably he's probably the Eagles' best receiver since Macklin, I guess. Yeah, that would, that would, seems like it makes that, to me, that seems like a fair com- way to say it. To me, when kind of like judging Alshon Jeffrey, if if you'd asked all three of us two weeks ago, or even you know two days ago, if the Eagles 
the Eagles' objective this offseason at receiver was to find a number one stud receiver that Carson Wentz can grow with. Would you agree that? I mean, they've basically said that. That was the goal, right? And I think by that criteria, Alshon Jeffrey does not meet – like that. it's a no with Alshon Jeffrey. He wouldn't because, have been my top guy. He would not have been my top guy. He, all right, so I made a big board of guys, and I included like the draft, free agency, trades, and I had, I had him ninth. Wow. Like I had Mike Williams ahead of him. I had uh, – you know, Brandon Cooks ahead of him. Like I, there were guys I had ahead of him, but, but I guess what I'm saying is on a one year deal, you can't really say this is the guy Wentz is going to grow with. Like maybe he'll grow with him, but I mean, I mean you say, Elliot, you say, and I agree with you to some, I, I agree with everything you said about the one year deal on both sides, but there, there is a flip side. Like you said, he, he, like he has a great year and he, you know, the Eagles won't let him get away. Well, he has what if he has a great year but doesn't like it here for whatever reason? Right, right. He doesn't like Doug Peterson. He doesn't like Frank Reich. We don't know. I mean, we don't know. I mean, you could have a good year somewhere and say, you know what? I had a good year. Now I'm going to New England for $20 million or whatever. I'm going to Pittsburgh. I mean, wherever he wants to go, he can – I mean, that's the danger the Eagles take by only giving him a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. And, and on the flip side, let's say – I mean, you know, we all think the Eagles will probably be around the same as they are – Next year, maybe like maybe a little better, a little worse, but then I don't think any of us thinks are going to go four and 12 or, or 12 and four. I mean, they'll right, be right yeah. around seven, nine, eight and eight, something like that. Right. So you think that. Yeah, I think that but I, 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 think, I don't, I'm, I'm closer to 12 wins than I am four. Yeah, I, I think they, they won seven last year. If they I mean, it all depends now what they do in the draft, right? Because they have a lot of defensive holes that yeah, they better have a draft. Yeah. Yesterday didn't feel bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's crazy to think they could win nine or 10 games if they have a great draft, but I don't know if they're going to have a great draft yet. I mean, we have all we have to go on right now is what they did yesterday. Well, what I'm saying, though, is like the flip side of, yeah, I mean, look, if the Eagles have to pay him a ton of money next year, that that does suck. Obviously, you never want to give a player a ton of money because it eats a ton of your salary cap space up. But on the flip side is, what if things don't go great next year and it's week 12 and Alshon's not getting the ball a ton? And I'm not trying to be like a pessimist, worst case scenario here, but the, the reality is Alshon Jeffrey's not here to win games. Alshon Jeffrey's here to make money, right? Like Alshon Jeffrey did not come to Philadelphia to win a Super Bowl. That's what he'll say at his press conference. But that's not why he's here. He's here because he thinks this opportunity gives him the best chance to get a long-term deal. So his goal going into next season is that. So if it's, if it's you know, week 12 and – you know, the Eagles are six and six or whatever. And, the, you know, they're, the Alshon's not getting the ball and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's his mood going to be like? I'd imagine not great. I mean, so, so they, like, you know, there's been a lot of comparison to, uh, you know, a lot of talk of Jordan Matthews. Say what you will about Jordan Matthews. He has more catches than Alshon Jeffrey does in the past three years. And he's a complete team guy. Like, I heard this on the radio yesterday. I think this was a good point. Jordan Matthews said he was going to, rent a cabin out in North Dakota for Wentz and the receivers to, to work out off this summer. Do you see Alshon? Je- I mean, is Alshon Jeffrey going to go to that? Like, I, I don't know. And I'm not saying that matters a ton, but my point is the Eagles talked all, all before yesterday about building and building and building. Well, like these aren't really building moves. These, these are closer to win now moves than building moves. And so that's why al- I, think I guess what was the alternative though, right? When, when these guys started going off the board, like, like let's take Howie. I know what you said earlier and I, I'm with you, Elliot, and most GMs lie, right? But let's take him at his word that this happened fast. So like as all this is happening and it's fluid and free agency and Deshaun gets a lot of money from the Bucks, and, and obviously they couldn't figure out a deal with Cooks and the, and the the New Orleans Saints and Kenny Brick goes to Cleveland. Like as this is all happening, would the would the alternative have been better? I, I agree with you. This might not be a long term thing, and this might not be something we look back in five years and say that was the moment. But like we, the alternative was what? Like what would they do? As the other free agent receivers went off the board, they're going to sit on their hands and bring Algalore back, and they and couldn't do these- nothing. Well, I'll let go ahead. Go ahead. Did, did Cooks go anywhere? No, Cooks didn't go anywhere. Obviously, they didn't think they could land him because otherwise they would have done this, right? I would have waited it out. You see, this is what Howie does. And that's good and bad. Howie's got to make that splash. He's got to do something on the first yep. day. He's got to get his name in the paper. He's got to get the headlines. Wait. Wait. And, and I thought, and Elliot, you and I talked about this. You kept saying Howie's going to wait New Orleans out. He's going to – he's going to – because let's be honest. There's no way – This is what I thought. I mean, right. I thought – and, I, was, and, I, and I, I thought it was a great point. I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. He's going to – because let's be honest. From what we're hearing, Cooks doesn't want to be in New Orleans. The players and him are – I mean he's, he's, he's having a tweeter – a twit – whatever you want to call it. A, a <laughs> Twitter war with uh, some of his teammates there. 
he, it's 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 not a good situation for Cooks in New Orleans. I think if the Eagles wait it and wait it, and now New England might get him, but they might not. We don't know what's going to happen with New England, with Malcolm. You know the, the rumor there. I would have waited. I would have waited. And and guess what? A receiver that I like the best of the free agents is also still out there. Terrell, Terrell Bryant. Bryant. Who's taking oh. a visit, by the way, which is pretty interesting to me. He's, he's still old, visiting the Eagles? That's like old school. No, old? no, no, not the Eagles. Oh, oh he's um, visiting the Redskins, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would have waited. I didn't, you, you don't have to act the first day. Well, and the other thing is, all right, so not to bring up Sam, Sam Hankey, but – the thing that Sam Hinkie did during his three years when he was here, two and a half or whatever it ended up being, is he didn't just like like Mark said how he just made the move, like because like it came here and he like he did like you know Alshon was like oh I'll take a one year deal and it's like boom right, like Hinkie you don't just have to use your resources to read them they just just you don't just have to use your resources to use them like if if you're the Eagles and you truly as you've said multiple times have three four years down the road. That's your number one priority. Then I, I don't. I'm not so sure a one year deal is a is a deal you make. Like it just, I, like it, I'm not. I, you can't hate it because Alshon's a good player. And yes, they've upgraded at receiver. But it's just, it's weird. Like you're almost better off taking a chance on Terrell Pryor on a three year deal. I and yes, Pryor is a risk because I mean, you know, he only has one year of being a receiver under his belt. But it's just like. When, when I think about – With bad quarterbacks. Yeah, with bad quarterbacks. Well, yeah, Jeffries had bad quarterbacks. Although Jake Culler a few years ago wasn't that right. bad. But, that was better than anybody Brown. But I guess what I'm saying is like if you're Howie, did, was this move made with the future in mind again? Like I, I don't think you can say that. I mean the, 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 the two guys – all right. If The two guys you want Carson Wentz theoretically right now to develop the most chemistry with outside of Zach Ertz because he's a tight end are – Alshon Jeffrey and Jordan Matthews right now. They're both not under contract in 2018. <laughs> so so I mean like if if you if you're the Eagles, are you are you saying to Carson like these are the guys who are gonna be here for a long time, develop with them, or are you saying what? What like what's what's your message message to Carson? I think the interesting thing was how he said to the Eagles website, he and this is the first time I kind of I've heard him say that. He said they made these moves to protect Carson Wentz. They didn't say to help him develop, to help him grow, to protect him. They got they they wanted to get him some weapon. I mean that was that was. But, but my point is, but my point is like the, using the word protect to me sounds like these are not like he doesn't view these as long term answers. Like 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 you, you got this to protect him, not so much to help him like develop oh, and grow. I'm you with, know what I mean? Man, I want. I thought we were going to fight. I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you but said. They could do both at the same time, right? You could protect him and help him grow by having this guy to throw the football to. Like, but both. Both could be so what if there. he leaves next offseason? Right. But then you but then, but like, well, what if they didn't bring him in? They still would have to figure out this position next offseason. Well, I right? guess like, that's kind of the point. It's like, are you better off having guys here next season that you know are here for the long run? And maybe they aren't as good as Alshon Jeffrey, but you know they're here for the long run. Or are you better off bringing Jeffrey in who and I'm not labeling him as a person because I don't know him yet and all those things, but is coming in here with selfish motivations. I mean, can we all agree on that? And I'm sure. not faulting him for that, but I mean, sure he is. I mean, we see this all the time in sports. I mean, the right. one year deal, and you go out and you make more money either with that team or somewhere else. Do we? I'll ask you guys this, and then we'll get into the the Tory Smith thing and well, Warmack. I, I just make can I make one more point. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Like I think when you look at the possible, like when you add the fact that he's here on the one year deal which is weird. You add the fact that he's going to be here to make money and not try to win. You add the fact that I don't think any of us, these are just our opinions, thought Alshon Jeffrey were like, would have been our top receiver. And then there's just a lot of like, I think like not smoke, but like the PD suspension, the injuries. Like, I just think that for, if you, if you told me they would have signed the number one, if you told me um, six months ago, they would have signed the number one wide receiver on the market. I would just think there'd be a lot more positivity around the move than there is with this. And I think that's why it's like, it's a little confusing. It's a head scratcher because you say you signed the one n- number one wide receiver. In theory, we should all be saying, "Wow, they fixed the receiver position. They have their number one guy." You know how he went out and spent, and yeah, it's a big deal, but he did it. Blah blah. But instead, we're talking about maybe he leaves. Maybe and so that's why it's it's hard to to uh, get like completely wrapped around this decision. Do we make too much of this? And I, I mean us. I mean fans. Every time. We we keep talking long term, right? How what is long term in the NFL? I keep thinking about this, especially with the Eagles and, and and what they're doing this offseason. Like when the 
Brandon Cook stuff came up. A lot of people kept saying, well, he could leave after 2018 anyway, right? He's going to be a free agent soon anyway. Like, is there any such thing as really long term? Like, even if you sign a free agent, you probably can get out of it in two years anyway. Do we make too much of that? And I, I don't even just mean all Sean uh, Elliott. I, I just mean in general. Do we make too much of long term? Like, outside of quarterback, how many guys in the Eagles are you confident are going to be on this football team in three years? Uh, I agree a, with, a couple? I, I agree with that, but the difference is Alshon is literally only under contract for one year. Right. So I, I agree with your point that you're saying, like, look, look, I think the Eagles could win the division next year. So, I mean, like, to say that they're building and rebuilding is kind of a weird term. Because in the NFL, it's not like the NBA. So I agree with that. But the difference is, like, he's literally only under contract for a year. So you cannot say with certainty that he will be here in 2018. You just can't say it because he's not under contract. So that's why – when, when you that's why when we discuss like if you take if you they would have drafted Mike Williams at 14 or John Ross at 14 or Corey Davis you would say maybe they're not going to work out maybe they're not term solutions but at least you know they're here for four years and they're going to have the chance to work out here and they could resign they they could resign Alshon I'm not saying that's not a possibility but it's just you don't know and that's the weird part you don't now that that is and that gives some uncertainty even though there's excitement there's uncertainty it's a weird <laughs> feeling it's a weird feeling go ahead Mark this is one of the weird things, and I've been saying this for years about the NFL, how they do it backwards. And and, and this is and it's going to really this could really affect the Eagles this year. The NBA does it right, and there, there, there aren't many things the NBA does better than the NFL. But the way they do the draft and free agency is the right way. They do the draft first, then you do free agency because now the Eagles are handcuffed. If God, like if Mike Williams is there at fourteen, what are they going to do? They can't take him. Can they? I don't know. That's a tough call. I mean, but but again, you, all right. So like, you look at the receiver. Tor, is Torrey Smith a long term solution? Well, he's not even. He's not even that good. Okay. All right. Alshon. Yeah, you're paying him fourteen. I mean, like, I'm just saying, they need a they need a corner so 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 so. I, no, I agree with you 100. percent But I'm saying, if we go by the criteria of. The Eagles need a number one stud receiver for Carson Wentz to grow with. Who fits that description more, Mike Williams or Alshon Jeffrey? Mike Williams. All right. Well, I, and I'm not saying I would take him. I'm saying I, I, right. I'm, I'm the saying Eagles are in a tough it, spot. It, now. It's a right, but if they did the draft, if it was an NBA, the draft comes first. You see who's there for it. Okay. Williams. I think you're right, Mark. Yeah, it, it would make a lot more sense. Isn't it better? Every team tells you, "Oh, we build through the draft. We draft, and then free agency we use." As well. then why not do what you? Why not? Do that first. It just well, I think the diff. I mean, I think the reason is because it guarantees that more players, like more veterans, get a job. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to fill all your needs in a draft. Mike Williams isn't going to be there for some team. So no, that, but but also you know, to to talk specifically about the Eagles, like I'm sure Howie did this thinking like he just came from the combine. He probably has he a rough knows, idea. Where got, you, you don't know for sure, but what? Yeah. Sorry, I agree. No, I agree. He probably thinks Williams isn't going to be there, right? Right, exactly. So that's why he makes the move. But then again, you never know. Maybe the Ooh. night before the draft, a video comes out of him smoking weed <laughs> out of a mask. And, he, and then he's there. Right, exactly. So I don't know, but I agree they have to take a corner. And I'm not saying you draft for need. And it does fit nicely because the best well, player might will also will probably also be a corner. But yeah, I mean I'm just saying that was off that was totally off topic, but I just it's been it bothered it's bothered me for years that they don't do the draft first. No, your way would make a lot more sense. It would, it would be more logical to do it that way. We have it this way, and the Eagles have all Sean Jeffrey. All right, quickly, let's touch on the other two moves on day one of free agency, and then we could get into you know what's next, which is going to be, uh, I'm sure, you know, Eagles fans are trying to figure out how they're going to get into the cap and, and really how they approach the if they do anything else in free agency and then, of course, the draft. But let's start with Warmack and, and Torrey Smith. Mark, you can go first on this. Thoughts yeah, on those please two? let Mark go first on Warmack. <laughs> All right. My thought is on Warmack, he was such a good college player. I haven't watched Tennessee closely enough during his time there to know what went wrong. He obviously, they didn't love him because they didn't pick up the option. Um, The Stoutland thing is interesting to me because that's his coach from Alabama. But go ahead, Mark. Uh, Torrey Smith and then Warmack. Smith first? Yeah, Smith first. Smith can run. I mean, I talked to uh, two or three personnel guys about him early in the day, right when the Eagles uh, signed him, and we thought that was going to be the big move today. they both said the same exact things almost, which is rare. I don't always get the guys to say exact. He can run. He can still run. Uh, not a good route runner. Uh, he's basically a go. You know, have him go deep. He's he's not going to. He's not real pre- precise. A- average to below average hands. 
Uh, great kid, I was told. Great guy to have in the locker room. No, he's not going to. He's not a troublemaker by any means. Like a lot of wide receivers, he's he's not that diva. Um, but you know, he can run. So I mean, if the Eagles just want a guy that can stretch the field, which they don't really have, so that is a plus for him. Um, he's he'll, he'll he'll do that. Now, I think he's going to disappoint some people when he when he is open and Carson throws it to him and it bounces off his hands or something. But, um, <laughs> you know, at, at, at worst, at worst, he's going to be a deep threat. And any deep threat has to be – defenses ha- have to pay attention to you because you are – you know, so he may, you know, he may cause a safety to play deeper, which will help you over the middle. It could open things up a little bit for Zach Ertz and Jordan Matthews who I think are two very good receivers, by the way. I, I, I think both of those guys don't get nearly enough um, accolades, I guess. Yeah, they get beat up by everybody. They're, they're not, not bad players. Not bad. They're, they're actually good players. Yeah. They're not great players, but they're good players. I mean, a lot of teams would like to have either one of those guys. Uh, you know, see, again, and then, all right, and then Kansas Warmack real, real fast. Listen, nobody likes Alabama players more than I do. But if you look at Alabama offensive linemen, they're all great at Alabama. And none of them really turn out that well in the NFL. I mean, Barrett Robbins, Barrett Robbins was tremendous. Now he played, he was on what two or three national title teams. Played center one year, left tackle another year. Got the um, was it the Outland Trophy for the best lineman? I think once or twice. He's not even in the league anymore. I mean, the Eagles brought him in because of Stoutland. He was cut by the Rams, cut by the Bears, cut by the Eagles. I mean, uh, DJ Fluker, uh, an, another first round pick out of Alabama, just got cut by the Chargers. For some, I don't know if it's the Alabama system, which is just so good, or whatever they do there. But they're linemen; they're always well regarded, but they never pan out. And Warmack's another one. He just hasn't. He's been terrible in the NFL. The thing about uh, I'll start with Warmack is, I mean, I I agree. Like, I, I I like to think the Eagles aren't signing him to be a starter, but I also think that if you look, I mean, they allowed Allen Barber to test for a trade, which makes me think they're obviously not super high on him. Um, and they probably also knew they were signing Warmack. Warmack comes here on a one-year deal. Again, a guy that's trying to revive his career and you know, kind of like turn it into more. Kind of like Steven Wisniewski last year. And you know, to just be frank, I think it's I think Wisniewski made his opinion pretty clear all year that he's he was there to get a new deal and to play, and he wasn't exactly team first, rah rah. So Warmack's gonna come in. He has Stoutland as his coach, who he was at Alabama. So that's probably you know I would think Stoutland's a little partial to him. Um, and it's good for Warmack. Maybe he can turn it around. But I think Warmack's going to end up starting. I mean, I don't think I would be interested to know how many guys sign on day one of free agency and don't end up starting. So I, I think I think there's a good chance he ends up being your starter. Um, and if that's the case, that means either Isaac Samalu, a guy they're really really high on for good or bad, they're really high on, is either going to be riding the bench or he's going to be starting at center. So. I'm curious as to what the Warmack signing means for Jason Kelsey and then also the cap situation. But I, that was kind of the thing I read into more that they, they've signed their starter at guard. Barring a com- catastrophe of training camp, Warmack is going to be their starter at I guard. Agree. Right? So, Elliot, though, I'm not going to interrupt, but they like, I mean, they're like, like you said, they're not crazy about Barber because they did give him a chance to shop his deal. Maybe he, beca- I mean, I think in a perfect world on a, on a Super Bowl kind of team. If, if you know the New England Patriots, the right, right. Falcons, Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Alan Barber is the perfect sixth man on your line. You don't want him because he can play four positions for you. He can back up at both guards and both tackles. That's a great guy to have on your team as a, as in that role. Right. Maybe, right. maybe the Eagles say maybe they do keep Kelsey. I think they get rid of Kelsey, but I think if Kelsey stays and he's your center, you could put Brooks and Warmack at guards and make Barber that. Perfect. What about some Samalo? He's your center. He's your backup center. He's your backup center, though. Well, if Kelsey's he's still here, he's got to be in. Okay, I, I I agree, but you're the one that always says third round well, pick, second. I know. I mean, I wrote today when I did the salary count. I think Kelsey's going to go. I don't think Kelsey. But you think Kelsey's going to stay, right? I think Kelsey's going to stay. I, I, well, actually, I said that stronger than I feel it. I, I think Kelsey. <laughs> I, I think Kelsey is going to like gun to my. I don't. I don't know because. If they, if they have, if they, all right, if there was a trade market for him, I feel like that would have happened already. Maybe they're banking on during the draft they move him, but like, then what do you do? Like, let's say during the draft you don't get a good offer. What do you? I mean, just cut him. Well, that's. I mean, 
that's I mean, not to sound like a four year old, but like that's not very nice. Like he's been oh, with your team for how yeah, long? Well, like, do you know what I mean? Like you, know, you want to? He, he's the kind of guy you want to do right by him. Right, exactly. You think You're they would string him out to dry all off season and cut him at the last moment after the draft and after free agency. No, I don't think it gets to that point. I think they trade him or cut him in the next couple of days. All right, so let's get into that. What's next here, right? Uh, because the Eagles are over the salary cap. We thought a lot of guys would get cut because I, I think there was an assumption if the Eagles were active, they'd be more well, long-term. Wait, can, I give my, can I give my take on Torrey Smith real quick? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's really quick. My thing is we can debate up and down how good and bad he is. The Eagles only gave him 500000 guaranteed. So Tells you something right there. Yeah, that tells you all you need to know, and it also tells you all you need to know that that's the deal he took. So the rest of the league probably wasn't throwing a ton of money at him either. So, and the Joe Douglas connection comes back here, right? right. I mean, yeah. how many free agents do you think sign and they, they want a free agency and you go, they're not a lock to make the team? Not many. Not many. No, right. he, so. he probably falls on the – though I, I'm with you from earlier, Elliot. I, I'd imagine he's on this team. He's going to – I mean, yeah, I think he will make the team. Unless he's, all, unless he's Ruben Randall. If, if he goes out and has a Ruben Randall-like right. preseason – Right. Or what if what if Nelson Aguilar plays really well? Exactly. It feels yeah. like they're building in they're building in options for themselves, right? That's what I kind of see. Is yeah. they get they go to training camp. We don't even know what's going to happen in the draft yet. But like if Aguilar sh- shows he's that guy they thought he was three years ago, then goodbye, Tory Smith, right? If if Sayamalu is so good, then who cares about Chance Warmack? I, I it feels like they're building options for themselves. Which- well, I, I I could see a world where they keep where Aguilar is really good and they still keep Tory Smith. But I I see yeah I see your point that yeah and I mean. So I, I think Torrey Smith will be okay. I think, you know, me, me, he did average 20 yards a catch only two years ago, which is not anything just to look over. That wasn't like, you know. And somebody said to me, one of my guys said to me, he just didn't look into it in San Francisco. Maybe coming back east is what he needed. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. I mean, yeah, it could be. Changes? I loved him when he was in Baltimore. Well, I will say how he said on the, on the Eagles website last night, he didn't even gloss. He didn't even pretend like he was going to San Francisco. He said, we think we're getting the player that was in Baltimore. So if they do, that's a good player. It is, yeah. No, it's certainly one that changes uh, changes the d- dynamic of the offense. All right, so let's look forward here. What what happens next? So we thought there'd be more cuts, or at least I did on day we'll one. Be. If, if we'll they were going to make some moves, I figured, all right, you know, you'd have three or four guys cut, and, and they'd have to clear out space. They only cut Connor Barwin, and that was a big one because it was a lot of money. But Barwin's gone. Kelsey's still here. Um, Matt, Matt Matthews, obviously, they might have to wait for the injury to, to figure itself out. But Kendricks is still here. So – Mark, what do you think happens next? Do you think they're going to cut these guys, trade them, and, and well, where do you think they're at here? I wrote um, Friday morning. I have a story up on NJ.com on who gets cut, traded. How can they get – they need about – they're about $6 million over right now as we speak Friday morning, right? They're about $6 million over, and they're going to need another another five to six to sign their draft picks. So they got to come up with about $11 million, $11 million, between 11 and 12. And, they, and you probably want a little bit in the bank as well too, right? You, you don't want to be right at the cap. So so here are some things they could do. If they can find somebody that wants Chase Daniel, and there was some rumors of teams maybe wanting to trade for him, if they trade Chase Daniel, they save $6 million right off the top. However, they would then need a backup quarterback because as, as great as we think Carson Wentz is, you can't just have one. So right, you're right. gonna, and even a bad backup quarterback is going to cost you two, two to three million dollars. What's Nick Foles going to cost? Two to three million. You think so? Oh God, yeah. If Mike Glennon can get fifteen, Nick Foles can get two, right? I Come think on. that's yeah. fair, and I'm not even a Foles fan. That that seems fair. I mean, the, the quarterback money is silly now. It's just silly. Case Daniel looks like a bargain today. That's I agree. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, so but I would say if you traded Daniel and you signed Nick Foles. And you come away three, maybe you come away three, four million ahead. That's not that's something. Here's something no one's talking about that they could do. They can redo Brandon Graham's Brandon Graham's uh, salary cap next year is seven point five million, which isn't crazy, but it's seven point five million. If they redo his deal, he's he he makes six point five this year and six point five next year, so he has thirteen million coming to him over the, over the next two years. They can tear that up, give him like another, or extend them another three, four years. Turn that thirteen million into like a ten million dollar signing bonus with a with a base of like one or two, or even give him twelve million, say. So he's still making his thirteen. That would lower his cap to like between three and four million. You save three or four million there. With me so yeah. far. All right. Now I here's five guys that you could cut, and I don't think you would even miss any of them, and and you would save over five million, which would cover like the draft picks. Marcus Smith, Ron Brooks, Doriel Green Beckham, Matt Tobin. And Elliot's favorite player of all time, Taylor Hart. 
<laughs> I'm not Come Taylor. On, he's on offensive line now. This is yeah, a big, well, big he's Jason Peters' replacement down the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, you cut, I'm serious. You, you cut f- those five guys, Smith, Brooks, Beckham, Tobin, and Hart, you save over $5 million. That could cover your, your, your draft picks. I would do that tomorrow. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I don't think they're going to cut Marcus Smith, but I, I don't disagree with you. Um, Same, I mean, I mean, uh, so if you're six and a half under now, you cut, you oh. save, you're eventually going to cut Ryan Matthews. That's, yeah, that's but four. what are you going to save on it? You might have to give him an injury settlement. He's not going away. He's not going away. Okay, guys. Uh, he's going to say, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. You're going to have to give him something to, to walk away. All right. All right. Well, Michael Kendricks, if you post June first, cut him as five million. Five million. Right. So you, there, you're, there you're down to one. I mean, nobody wants to hear it, but and I don't think they're going to do it. But if the player, if I'm the Eagles, the player I'm trading is Darren Sproles. Saves you four million dollars. He's old, so he's not like building for the future here. He's still good, but I think you could get something for him if it really is his last year in the NFL. Don't make him drudge it out in Philadelphia, going seven and eight. I mean, seven and nine. Like trade him to a contender for a low pick, right? You save four million dollars. Use that blow pick you're going to get on a draft, on like you know Donnell Pumphrey from San Diego State. Like take like a take a guy that you know it makes more what, sense to ha- what take another Sproles. Take another yeah, guy. take another Sproles. Right, and so that saves you four million there. I'm not. I wouldn't be huge on trading Chase Daniel just because I think he he still I'm benefits. Not saying you could do that. Yeah, that is right. But if I had to rank like my options in terms of my top option would be would be. Cutting Kendrick's not because I don't like Kendrick, but just because I, they're going to do it anyway. So that would be my top option. And you would post June first them. I would post June first them. Yes, that saves me five. Now you need six more. Right. Well, you're including the draft, and also let's let's note this is if they don't sign anybody else. Right. Okay, so <laughs> right. before you guys go on, do you think we're, they're done here? I mean, not not no, talking about. But, okay, I'm not talking about someone that is on a five hundred thousand dollar deal just to come into. I, I mean, do you think they're done with free agents or no? No, I bet they signed two or three more guys that okay. are like guys, like oh, you know, guys. defensive players, guys like Ron Brooks. I think they're going to sign guys like Ron Brooks just to have bodies before they Who, go into no, the like guys that Try like <laughs> what? <laughs> Who I want to cut? <laughs> right? No, I think the guys that are that make like two, three million a year. So then think, they need money. So this is I know all they relevant. Do. I know they do. I'm just saying. I don't think they're. I don't think they're done. That's, well, then they got to come up with even more. I'm, I, I said at the top of the show that like. We can debate it and figure it out all we want. The salary cap is is work. They can work around it. So, but, but well, not really though. They got to cut guys to work around it. You're you're, you're trading Darren Sproles, who was one of their best offensive players. Right. But that, I think saying, that's Elliot's point. Like, if you want to, you can do it. Right. Sure. It may bite you later, but you could do right. it. I'm not, point, I, but if I say, if you guys, you, you, you don't think they're going to sign, and you don't think they're going to sign any more free agents? I will bet they sign somebody today. Friday on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying I think like well, when, when is the date everybody keeps asking this and I should know it and I don't when do they have to be under the cap because they're over the cap this morning as we speak Friday morning I mean maybe when training I mean because no, I, I well I know they I think when they start to pay the rookies maybe they have time we Not get what I mean yeah they when Howie was asked at the combine Howie was asked in regards to the start of the league year if he had to be cap compliant Right. And I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing here. I, he, I remember him saying something like, "There is no real date when you have to like." Like he made it sound like this was not a pressing matter. Basically, well, was there, but there is a I, there is a real date. I just don't know what it is. There is, but my point is, I think it's not like. Other was June first. For some reason, June first sticks in my head. That's why they have the post June first thing. But I, I could be wrong. I just think if like yeah, the, there's enough guys on the roster, and this is probably why they only won seven games last year. But there's enough guys on the roster that you can cut and not like. Miss- no, I gave you five. That gets, that gets you five million. What? I gave you five. That would get you. That would save you five million. So right. Yeah. You get rid of all of them, right. and you get rid of Kendricks. That's now you're up to ten. You know. I mean, I'm just saying. I think there there's room. Yeah, there is. But you're getting rid of a lot of guys. You yeah, know what? A lot of the guys we're mentioning aren't very good. You don't like my redo, Brandon Graham? I would do that, but I don't. I don't. But then again, like to go back to your credit card analogy, if you lower his cap hit lower than seven and a half this year, mm-hmm. what's it going to be in three years? Well you're, gonna, well, you're going to have to resign him in three, anyway, aren't you? I mean, if, well, here's what you got to say to yourself. I would do it. I'm just saying. Is, Brandon, just saying, is Brandon Graham a long term piece to this team? Yes. Then you then do it because you want him. You don't want to. He. You don't want to risk losing him anyway, right? But you know what the weird thing is, and maybe. 
maybe the Alshon Jeffrey thing really did change everything. But if you're the Eagles, outside of Ryan Matthews, because because Ryan Matthews has the injury, so it's a different situation. Which, by the way, that ended up really hurting the Eagles. I know it hurt. They Ryan can't Matthews. cut him, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to have that happen in a meaningless game in week, I think it was 15 or whatever. Like that Baltimore. really. It was in Baltimore. But so but it is so. It is so Does fitting. he have to show he's healthy before you? He yes, healthy before you cut him. You got, he has to pass a physical. You can't cut a guy who's hurt. If he got hurt playing football, if he got hurt in a car accident, right? That's different. He got hurt playing. It's like workman's comp. I mean, right. He got hurt playing for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. He so what they can do is they can essentially, but they can like they can buy cap space in a way. Like they can say to him, like, "Here's two million, go away." Right, and so then they open up three million instead say, of four. Whatever, right. right? Um, yeah. So I mean that that's what will happen. But I'm just saying it is kind of fitting that this is how Ryan Matthews' time on the. <laughs> but um, I mean, I, I guess what I was saying though was like, there's enough guys I think they can get rid of to to create the space. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that's, it's just a, it's just a matter. Well, this oh yeah, so this is what I was saying. So if the Alshon Jeffrey thing really did come together in the past twenty four hours, and it was kind of an impulse buy, like, what maybe the Eagles don't have a plan? Nay, really? <laughs> like, I mean, oh. what I'm say is like, you know, we're talking about like, you know, cutting Kelsey and Kendricks and all these guys. Like, if you know that if 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 they know what they're doing and they have a plan in place, why isn't this not done a week ago? I understand holding on to them close to the to the cut date because maybe you try to trade them, but at this point, I mean, I don't see what what the holdup is. Oh, like, this is a team that traded their starting quarterback nine days before the season opened. But sure. isn't there something to being, isn't out. there something though to being fluid and and to allowing yourself to change? Like you have to have an overall plan. I agree with that, and I I can't answer the question if they have one or not. But like. If you if Alshon falls into your lap and it's a one year deal and you don't even think Kelsey I, and I don't Darwin disagree. are good players anymore anyway, then like why wouldn't you do okay. it? I don't disagree, but my point is so as we sit here or when they agreed to Alshon Jeffrey, did like how concrete is the plan that they had to replace it? To to, to you see what I'm saying? Kind of like if they signed my favorite player Kenny Stills, if they signed Kenny Stills, you're probably looking at a cap hit in the first year, half of what. You know, Alshon Jeffrey. Is. If, Maybe if, if they traded for my favorite player, Brandon Cooks, right? Million. Right, exactly. So my point is, like four days ago, if you believe Howie, the Eagles did not plan on paying Alshon Jeffrey fourteen million dollars in one year, and they probably didn't plan on paying any player fourteen million dollars this year. That makes sense. So, yeah. so my point is, what's their plan now? Like, is it the same plan they had before? And how much did Alshon Jeffrey kind of change everything? It feels to me like the plan was to help Carson Wentz, and this became the best option in the moment. Certainly, that's my guess. That's yep. option in the moment. Is the key words, Joe. That's well, I mean, you can't. Some, but some stuff's out of your control, right? Like if 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 the Saints are asking for a first, you're not giving a first, and, well, this, and he still is getting what he gets. What are you going to do? So this kind of goes back to the, the beginning of the podcast. Is Alshon Jeffrey good enough to throw away your your blueprint? But what was the blueprint to upgrade? Well, I don't think the blueprint was to pay a wide receiver fourteen million dollars for one year. I'm pretty sure sure that wasn't in the blueprint. Yeah, so is, is yeah, he good? Is he good I, I enough to do that? Plan. Like again, like we, and, and to bring the Sixers analogy back in, like we always say, like the Sixers co- collecting all this assets, all these assets, so that when when a, a James Harden becomes available, you can strike and get him. Right. Right. Like, is Alshon Jeffrey your your James Harden, your Paul George? Like, is this the guy where you say, all right? You know, screw the cap situation I had before. I'm giving this guy $14 million one year. Like, is he that good? I'm no, not saying I think that's we'll throwing no, something against the wall and hope it works. Well, well you wouldn't give James Harden your deal either, right? What? If, if you're signing James Harden, it's for more than one year. True. Well, right. so, let, so let's say let's say the Eagles really didn't three years ago, I mean, sorry, three days ago, plan on signing Alshon Jeffrey $14 million for one year. Think of how many things this decision impacts if that is truly the case. They really, they really like Alshon. If that's the case, because I guess they don't like him enough to sign him past one year. But regardless, like if you really all of a sudden, ha- I mean, he's the he now has the biggest cap hit on the Eagles, like, like by far. Like I think he's like five or f- four or five million more than anybody else on the roster. What, what, what's Fletcher? Fletcher's not that much this year. I think the the biggest is I actually have it right here. Um, so the okay, so Jason Peters is eleven point seven. So he's three and a half or you know, two and a half more than him or whatever. But then Lane Johnson's nine, Fletcher Cox is nine, Vinnie Curry's nine. So I mean, he's making considerably more than almost every single player in your roster besides Jason Peters. So this is so like it just feels like it was a spur of the moment decision. And I just wonder 
how much how much this changes things because of that spur of the moment decision, let both me, in the cap situation you got to make this year and your plan long term. Let Let's, me this out. go ahead, Mark. It's out there. And I, I just started this as as you're saying this. Like maybe this was all on. Maybe it was Jeffrey. Maybe like w- again, if, if you believe if you believe what's been re- reported, and some I don't believe everything because people make stuff up. I'm not saying the writers. I'm saying sources make things up to make themselves look better in the long run. If the Vikings offered a longer, a longer term, more what you would think kind of deal Jeffrey was going to get, right? Like, a, like, like, like a Bradford tax, like paying a little extra for having to play for play for. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> and by the way, he turned down money to not play with Sam. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm making no money in Minnesota. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was good. Um, no, the Vikings offered a longer term. The Colts are in there. We don't know what the Colts were offering. Maybe Jeffrey didn't want. Obviously, he didn't want the Vikings deal for whatever whatever reason. If there if there was a Vikings deal, but go ahead. Maybe he just said. Maybe him and his agent said, "We want a one year deal. Whoever's going to offer us the most on a one, that's what we're taking. We're taking a one year deal. Tell me how much you're going to pay me for one year." And the Bears said, "Well, we'll give you ten. And the Colts said, "Well, we'll give you eleven. And the Eagles said, "We'll give you fourteen. Everybody said, "Oh, we're done." I don't know. I mean, is is that possible? That it was all Jeffrey saying, I only want a one-year deal. Give me your best one-year deal. Maybe. Could have been, right. And the Eagles were the team willing to do it. Also, when you first started this, I thought you were talking about Jeffrey Lurie. And maybe he stepped in and told him to do it. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But then again, it's like, is a one-year deal – how much does a one-year deal benefit the Eagles? No, no, it benefits Jeffrey more than the Eagles. Well, that's what I'm saying, right. So the Eagles basically bent over backwards hard for – Yes or no? Okay, let's go around to wrap because we're going to wrap this up. Yes or no? Was the Alshon Jeffrey signing like was it worth all this? It's funny. You, I was going to say the same thing. We've had the same question. In our head. I'll go first. Yes, I, I think that getting a weapon for Carson Wentz on a one-year deal, and look, I'd feel different about this if they had to cut three or four guys that came out of nowhere, right, to clear the cap room, but. I mean, you guys were writing about these guys that they might now cut, getting cut anyway. I, I don't think they think they're any good anymore or they're not worth being here anymore. Now, we could debate that, but it just feels like the Eagles feel that way. So I don't think it impacts that much, and it, it gives them a chance to find a guy that could be here long term. For I think the risk is worth uh, what it takes to get him. That's my take. The fact that we even needed – you even needed that much to explain your yes shows that it was not an easy yes or no decision, right? I mean like if we're talking about – them doing whatever like you know trading for Brandon Cooks or you know drafting Mike Williams it's a pretty easy like yes I I agree with you I think actually I don't Mark you go I'm still kind of the same (laughs) either I I don't know I mean Elliot you and I spoke the night before free agency during the tampering period right and that's when you had written a story saying that they were going to be in on AJ Bowie and both of us thought they were going to be right down to the wire with Brandon Cooks yeah and I told you, man, if they sign, if they trade for Cooks and sign Bowie, I'm going to write a column saying I take back every bad thing I've ever said, almost every every bad thing <laughs> I've said about Howie Roseman because I think those two guys would have – that. then you would have been talking about the future and planning and growing and two young right. good players that are – that could really change the course of your – And Jeffrey's not old. Let's just put that out. 27, right. Right. But, he's been but, hurt. but but the one year deal complicates things. So I agree. And like and like Mark said earlier, he's a he's a guy that's had a PED complication. That that might be my biggest. Fear. That's what I don't. I, I that's just, the one that I fear the most because I don't really know how great he is. I don't. I just don't. I, again, and that's why I can't love Jeffrey because I'm so anti PED. You know what I mean? That's my one thing. I mean, right. other guys are anti wife beater, anti punching your girlfriend, anti marijuana smoking. All that bothers me. Don't get me wrong, but I could. I could. I was going to say you might want to clarify that. Go ahead, though. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, but again, I would sign a guy that was suspended for smoking weed, thinking, all right, tell him stop smoking weed. Then a guy that tested because I know the weed didn't make him. If he if he was smoking weed and still catching eighty passes, he's pretty good. You yeah. know, <laughs> that didn't make him better. PEDs make you better. They're called performance enhancing drugs. That's they enhance your performance. So maybe he's not that good without him. I don't know that. So that bothered me a little bit about Jeffrey. That, that's the because I liked him a lot till last year. I liked him. I, I thought much more of him until he got suspended last year. All right. So yes or no? No. So you don't like the signing? No, I don't. I don't hate it, but no, I, I would have rather had Cooks or Pryor. <sighs> I or a corner. Man, yeah, I really can't decide. I I kind of think. 
I'm like 51% yes, 49% no. Just because, yes, I'm we've discussed the, we've discussed the negatives a lot. There are positives too. He's a good receiver. He's going to help Carson Wentz, all those things. If he's really good, you pay him next offseason, but then you're paying a really good player. You get him in the building. But I'm 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 not I'm not like and again, they're fans, so I understand why they'd be very excited. But I'm not like all these people that are like super enthusiastic about it. I don't see that. And let me ask you guys one more thing before we wrap up. Were there character issues with Alshon Jeffrey in Chicago? Because I heard I heard people on the radio discussing like saying he's not a good guy. Was that a narrative with him in Chicago or, or is that not? Well, all those Bears, that, that one year, they all kind of – like, remember Cutler was fighting with, with Brandon Mark when it, They were a good team. Like, they were a winning team that year when, they had, right. when Cutler had a good year and Marsh, they had Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. When weren't they always – all of them fighting all the – like, Cutler was a hard guy to get along with from what I'm told, right? I mean, he brought a lot of it upon himself. Right. But so there were well, a lot just, of fighting in the Bears. I'm just saying that might be one more thing to consider, bringing a guy in that maybe isn't the best guy and also on a one-year deal. I, I still know, think – I thought Bob as much as PD. So actually, you know what? In retrospect, if I were the Eagles, I wouldn't have given him a one-year $14 million deal. I would not have. So you flipped to 51-49 the other way? Yeah, I flipped. Because I, I like if you told me you signed him to a long-term deal, then I might be on the 51-49. But one-year deal, $14 million of cap space, you handcuff yourself for the draft. I mean – but long-term deal is more risky, no? Because he, he, he'll be a, a PD guy or a character guy. Like, at least you could feel it out you this can way. You protect yourself. Oh, maybe I'm back to 51 <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time we talk, maybe we'll have even, even stronger feelings on all, Sean. Um, all right, we'll be back soon to, to do more of this. Obviously, we'll start getting ready and leading up to the draft and if the Eagles do anything else. Um, but the Eagles were, as always, active when free agency started. All, Sean Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Chance Warmack, all now Philadelphia Eagles. Connor Barwin, no longer hey, can an we Eagle. Just talk about that for one second, Connor. Am I the only person that thinks they're going to miss him? You're one of the only. I think you are the only person that thinks. I, I mean, I, I think they're going to miss the guy. He was a good guy. I, he was a really good Eagle. I just don't think he fit this scheme, right? Like he had. A, he was I not. Agree with that. But I just think something about character and leadership. I know that they're like I'm, I'm old, and maybe I think that's more important than it is, but. He was a, he had a, a presence in that locker room that's going to be missing, and you're replacing it with Alshon. <laughs> <laughs> Alshon's got to play defensive end. No, I I think they'll miss that part of the mark. I do. He was a good eagle. He was a good signing a few years ago. He really worked out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can, I, I understand why they did it. I mean, they had they need to get money from somewhere, but I just think they're going to miss him more than people. Everybody's like, oh, good, get rid of him. I don't. I think they're going to miss him. Like somebody else. Again, somebody else can assume that role. I don't know who. Like Fletcher Cox would be the obvious one, but he, that's just not in his makeup. It's not what he does. You know? Right, and when Connor Barwin's winning a Super Bowl for the Patriots next year, we'll go. We'll we'll look back to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro. All right, Ellie, thanks for doing this. Yep, no problem. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Joe. And thanks to all of you for listening to episode 61 of the No Huddle Show. We'll be back soon as we start getting ready for the rest of the offseason and the NFL draft. The Eagles with a big splash on day one of free agency. Thanks for listening on NJ.com. <laughs>